Please pray with me. Lord God, I thank you for the gift of being able to come together today to worship you. I pray that you would speak to our hearts this morning through your word, that you would place your words in my mouth, Lord God, and that we would have a powerful encounter with you this morning. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Good morning. It is so good to see you all today. Does anyone happen to know what this is? A onesie. And what kind of creature wears this? Infants. Babies. That's right. And you know what the cool thing about having a baby is? Is as a new parent, somehow miraculously you have implanted within you a complete understanding of exactly how to care for that creature, right? You know, like when they wake up in the middle of the night, you know before a cry is on their lips exactly what to give them, right? No? That's not how it happened for you. No, it's confusing, isn't it? And it gets more confusing the more times in that night that you get woken up. Like the fourth or fifth time, it's like three in the morning, and you're just kind of stumbling around. It's your fifth night in a row this has happened. And the kid's screaming, and you're wondering, dear child, what can I do for you? (laughs) Right? You know, you ever gone through that before? It's confusing stuff. Those are uncharted waters. I mean, people have been having babies for ever, right? You know, I don't think they're the modern innovation, are they? And yet, it still is uncharted waters having a child. There's so many experiences you go through that you're not quite sure about. It's a miracle of God, the whole creation of babies, their conception, their birth, their growth and development. It's God's miraculous power being worked out in this little creature. And yet, as a parent being asked to step into this miracle, it's confusing, scary, sometimes dangerous work that we do as parents. And yet, as we step into the miraculous, as we step into this life of this child, we get to see God's power working out in this baby and in our lives as well. And I think something like that is happening in the gospel passage for today. Obviously, there's no babies. But uh, in our gospel passage from Matthew, uh, we have this account of Jesus walking on the water. Remember, right before this event, uh, Jesus had just fed 5,000 people with what? He ordered from Subway, right? No, that's right. No, yeah, a few loaves of bread, some fishes. He gave them, he offered them up to the Lord, divided them, and then they fed everybody with that meal. And then the disciples get in a boat, head across, across the lake. And what happens as they're going across the lake? A storm, that's right. The storm's blowing, the wind is whipping around them, the waves are crashing. And then something even more terrifying happens. What's that? Walking on the water, right? And they see it and they're like, oh, you're Jesus, right? It's cool. No, what, are they, what, are they, what happens when they see this? They freak out. And why do they freak out to see Jesus walking on the water? Yeah, they think he's a ghost, right? Because how many people walk on water? None, right? Nobody. That's right, Carson. Nobody walks on water. This is just not something that happens in the world. And so they see Jesus walking on water. They think he's a ghost. They're terrified. And then Jesus speaks to them. He says, take heart. It is I. Do not be afraid. Then Peter, this guy who never can keep his mouth shut, the disciple who's like that, um, has the most amazing response to Jesus. Almost doubting, it begins. Lord, if it is you, almost saying, I'm not sure if it is, but if it is you, command me to come out, come to you on the water. 
because I want to do what you're doing. I want to step into this miracle that you're doing on this water because it's amazing. Peter was just blown away that Jesus was on the water and he wanted to join him there. Peter wants to step into Jesus' miracle with him. He wants to get out of the boat and walk to Jesus on the water. And encouraged by Jesus' call to come, he steps out of the boat. He kicks his feet over the gunwale and puts his feet on the water and begins to walk to Jesus. The wind is blowing and the waves are beating, but Peter is walking on water. Isn't this incredible? Walking on just a normal guy like you and me, walking on the water. There's like two things I've always wanted to do in my life. One is fly without an airplane, right? You know, just be able to fly in the air like a bird. And the other is walk on water. I always thought that'd be so cool. Right? But here's Peter doing it. But there comes a point. Somewhere between leaving the boat and getting to Jesus, where Peter, according to the passage, noticed the strong wind. His concentration on Jesus is lost. And Peter is reminded of a powerful lesson about physics. Humans don't walk on water. And he begins to sing. In his fear, he cries out, Lord, save me! And Jesus immediately reaches out his hand and catches him and says to him, You have little faith. Why did you doubt? And then he brings him into the boat where everyone is flabbergasted and is reminded that Jesus is the Lord. He is the Son of God. Now, this is one of the coolest events in the New Testament. I love the fact that Jesus is just walking across the water to get to the other side, almost like the chicken crossing the road, right? He is, he is trying to get from one side to the other, and he could have done this a million other ways, right? There are all kinds of other ways Jesus could have gotten to the other side, but he chooses to walk across the water. He chooses to walk, and he chooses to walk across the water close enough to his disciples that they'll see him. It's almost as though uh, he is showing, he wants to show his disciples that he has power over all things in this world, including the surface tension of water and gravity. This shows me, and it showed the disciples, that we follow a God who is powerful and can defy the very laws of nature that he put into place at its creation. I also love the event because of what Peter does. Because Peter asks Jesus, if he can step into his miracle with him. He says, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. And in response, Jesus says, come. Remember, this was the first word that Jesus had used when he had called Peter to be his disciple. Back then, it, had, it was, come, follow me. And here, he invites him into a deepening of his relationship with him, a deepening of his trust, as he calls him out onto the water. Come. And so Peter steps out of the boat. You know, if it hadn't been for Peter, if it hadn't been for Peter's impulsiveness, his willingness to step out into something completely different for Jesus, if it hadn't been for him, we might have been left with the impression that Jesus is the only one who could ever walk on water. We might have thought that no mortal could do such a thing, but Peter does it. He steps out of the boat and onto the tossing waves. I love this. I love this miracle because there's almost no reason why Peter needs to be on that water. Right? He's not feeding a bunch of people by being on the water. 
He's not healing. He's not transforming lives. He's not preaching the gospel. He just wants to be with Jesus in the midst of this amazing miracle. That's the reason Peter's on that water. He is stepping into Jesus' miracle for the sheer pleasure of being with Jesus on the water. And things go swimmingly well, no pun intended, until Peter's fears get the best of him, and he begins to sink. And he calls out, Lord, save me. And he is immediately saved by the Lord. He is drawn up out of the churning waters. Now, if I read it right, there's at least 12 people in the boat that night on the stormy lake. Twelve disciples who had just witnessed Jesus feeding 5,000 people a hearty meal from a few loaves of bread and some fish. But only one of them asked Jesus if he could join him in the miracle of walking on water. Only one of them stepped over the edge of the boat and onto the waves. Only one, had, only one was able to firsthand feel the power of God holding him up upon the water. And only one was able to reach out his hand in faith to feel the salvation of the Lord as he was drawn out. Only one of them had that transformative experience with Jesus Christ that night. Sure, all of them ended the night with faith, but only one of them had that powerful encounter of walking on the water. You wonder what the other 11 did when they got to shore. You wonder if they're like, oh, I was so about to ask Jesus to get out of the boat too. You know, you just beat me to it. You know, John is like saying, I, I, could, I totally would have done it, Peter, but you, you jumped in before I did. You wonder how that was. You wonder if the rest of their lives and ministries, they wished, why didn't I ask to get on the water too? Why didn't I ask to step out of the boat? Why didn't I walk with Jesus in, that, in those waves? Because in my life often, I associate with those other 11. I'm a lot like them, sitting in the safety of the boat, Staying there, staying protected, staying in a known area with defined consequences. Because in the boat, you're safe. It makes good sense to stay there. But in the boat, you might see the power of God, but the miracle that night didn't take place in the boat. The miracle that night took place in those dark, churning waves. It took place in the water. It took place when Peter trusted in the Lord Jesus and stepped over the side of the boat onto those waves. He stepped out knowing the power of God. It was this power that kept him above the waves and moved him into God's miracle. And when Peter's faith failed him, Jesus Christ was close by to bring him to safety. The reality is, is that Jesus Christ is walking on the water around all of us. He is doing the miraculous. And we are welcomed, just like Peter was welcomed, to join into those miracles with our Lord. Like that wonderful miracle of babies, we are invited into the miraculous but challenging waters of God's work in this world. So where is he calling you? Where do you see the Lord Jesus Christ working around you? Where do you see Jesus walking on the water? And are you willing to ask him if you can join him there? Perhaps it's in something like caring for an aging person. Perhaps it's in teaching Sunday school or feeding the homeless. Or maybe it's a thousand miles away in a foreign land sharing the hope of Jesus Christ with someone who has never heard the good news. Or maybe it's in something else like fighting an addiction or being a faithful parent or spouse. Jesus Christ is on the water. 
He is doing the miraculous. The question that lies before us is, are we willing to partner with him in that? Are we willing to step into those dark waters and walk towards him? Be a part of his miraculous work in this world. Are we willing to step out of the boat, out of this insular place of safety, and onto the rough waters to see the power of God worked out? My prayer for us is that the Lord would continue to draw us into such boldness, that he would continue to give us strength and grace to be able to step out of the boat so that we might follow him, that we might see his miraculous power worked out around us, and that we might be a part of his transformative work in this world. Because when we are, when we're out of that boat, when we're walking there towards the Lord Jesus Christ, he can do phenomenally powerful things through us. May we be people who do that willingly and joyously today. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you for Peter. Thank you for his willingness, his boldness, Lord, to step out of the boat and to walk to you, Lord, even though uh, times looked grim, Lord, that wind and the waves were blowing and churning it up, Lord. And yet Peter was willing to step there because he knew that you were sure and strong and able to keep him afloat. Lord, help us to be so bold. Help us to get out of the boat. Lord, first help us to see you out in the storm, Lord. And may we be willing to ask you for the permission to come to you. And I pray that as we do, Lord, you would give us the ability to float, Lord. That we would walk to you. That we would keep you as our focus, Lord. That the wind would not distract us. But that we would walk to you and that we would be a part of your miraculous work in this world. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.